Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 and uh, Mayhem 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley. Armani Buckets, Brendan Deutsch. How are we doing? You know, I, I'm... <laughs> I know that you guys all probably thought that I was going to come in this afternoon like so optimistic, but I'm just not. So um, I'm, I'm glad it's Friday. Yay. There we go. There we go. Man, I almost had a heart attack last night. I was so happy. Like a Brandon Rock in the San Francisco 49ers. I was about to say congratulations, normally, my guy. That is reserved for Zoom, Brandon. If you do it via Zoom, he's yep, rocking the San yep. Francisco 49ers beanie. What a trade last night. I'm, I'm at Crypto.com Arena. Get the word. Christian McCaffrey has been traded. Did not get traded to the Rams. I, I kind of knew that that was going to happen. Instead, go into the 49ers. What a trade. Congratulations, Brandon. I'm excited to see that yeah, new Niners team. Um, and also, uh, the the floor now is the 14th seed. It, it, it just, just so, is. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so Lakers? ridiculous. Yeah. No, like, come on now, bro. Like, let's, like, come on I'm now. watching that game, and I had to mute our text exchange because it, it, it's totally like out of control. First of all, listen, we could talk about the Clippers not playing a great game. The Lakers, b- beyond, did not have a good game. Just look at the, the uh, point guards. Mm. Absolutely atrocious. Defense was great. Defense was good. And that, Brandon, at the end of the day, defense is why I think that the Lakers, They'll and again, when I say low floor, I mean, I. I, they, I promise you, I guarantee you, they will have a better season this year than last they year. Won't. Why? Because they will play defense. They began the season by playing the two best teams, I believe, in this league. One yep. of these two teams, the Warriors. By the way, you talk about a second team, and who knows how long this will last. A second team, when you're rolling out Kawhi Leonard and John Wall. Now, Kawhi's doing that right now for load management, but um, listen, the Clippers didn't play a good game. They are still, talent-wise, I believe, on paper, the best team in the League. Yep. The Lakers are not there. The Lakers are not one of the top two teams in the league right now. But buckets to, to say that they're the 14th seed. The, no team in NBA history has shot worse through two games from three than the Lakers have. Not just this season. It's true. Not just the past Ever. couple. Of, in NBA history, it's gonna go. It's gonna go a lot better than this. It won't. And I'll well, tell you it, why. No, no, no. They, they have <laughs> the worst shooting in NBA history. They're gonna hit their shots. So it can't dog. be worse. The shooting will get, get better get, also. It has to get better. But you, you take teams like Golden State and the Clippers, for example. Both teams were not playing nearly, nearly what they're capable of. And the Lakers this, weren't either. So well, they were both bad. I, I think the Lakers are closer to what they will be. No. There's no they, I just said they made history for the worst shooting in league history. When you talk about the point guard position, and I'm not saying that these guys are going to be great, Russell Westbrook will not go zero for eleven. He shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be. Well, that what? goes with yeah. It, it is that, no, on I any serious basketball team. He should not be playing. And I also, disagree. I don't agree with that I because I, I think disagree. if you trade him to the Heat tomorrow, he's not the worst player okay, in the I league. Take it back. Right. Be. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. In the first game against Golden State, he was good. I mean, yeah. he's going to have games Here, like this. And he'll play well against Portland on Sunday. Well, they better hope so. Here's my issue with the Lakers is the fact that Lonnie Walker, who's, again, their third best player is going to rotate. Lonnie Walker doesn't get a single minute on the Los Angeles Clippers. He just he doesn't make their rotation. Wrong. 
No, how is that wrong? It, it's he's wrong. not playing over Luke Kennard, who has an actual role. No, he's not. No, Probably. he's not. Lonnie he's not. can score at will, and he can play defense. No, it, no. It, no the, I think the reason why you're saying this, Armand, is because he's already established. Luke is already established. Lonnie isn't on that like, Lonnie's on that young, squad. dude. He's like 22. Lonnie's. I understand that, but just because he's young doesn't mean that they're automatically going to be like, hey, Luke, like, let's hit the bricks, Well, not bro. Luke, but like he'll play. He'll be in the rotation. He would not be in their rotation. And then uh, to top it off, Again, we talked about this after game one. We're not breaking any news here, but Anthony Davis, every time he falls down, it's a two to four week Why risk. Does, is there like s- s- some reason he has to go to the floor? He's clumsy. A layup, <laughs> going to the floor, rebound, going to the floor. I mean, un- if I'll the, give you this. You can say the same thing about Embiid. I'll yes. give you this. Good. True. Look. Uh, look, the Lakers look much better already than they did last year. Oh, aside that, that's from a low shooting. bar, though, man. Hold on, hold on. Let, low me, bar. let me explain but why. Brandon let me explain it. why. Defense, defense much and then Davis two for four from three. Yeah. Like, dude, this team's going to be fine. They're not. <laughs> well, at least you have low expectations for your They're squad. They're going to be fine. We're not expecting them to win a championship. That's what I just what, said. I know. What I think is going to happen, and everyone on Twitter is like, you got to trade Westbrook and the picks for Heald and Turner. Why? No, no, is that no, win no. us a championship? Keep Westbrook until the deadline. You can get Buddy Heald and Turner for no picks. No, you're going to be done. It's not. It's not. You're it not going to make ma- it there. Well, and then who once, cares? Once Davis goes down, which is inevitable, it's inevitable. This team is literally only better than San Antonio. Literally, that's how bad it's wrong. going to get. They're wrong. they're it's a G wrong. League roster. When you have LeBron it's James, you have to because like, your on. focus so much is on who's the third best player, three through twelve. You have to at least acknowledge that they have one of the top five players in the league. LeBron James is still that. If it like if Davis is healthy, he's not a top five player anymore. I, I think really, he's in the conversation I, look, I for top love, ten, top fifteen. I love the, the, the hate the Lakers are getting right That's now. Fine. They're How about many, to beat the crap out of the Portland Trailblazers on Sunday. How many assists does Anthony Davis have through two games? Who cares? Does who? What is he supposed to be? Nikola Jokic? No, he had he, he had zero last night, so I don't know what he had zero in, in game one. Okay, so that, that that can't continue. It's just it's a huge. It's a huge toxic mess that is developing around this team. It's like a black cloud that has built around them. So let me and ask every you this. time they play, the cloud gets larger. They better do something on Sunday to change this momentum because if they don't, Okay, I mean, so you're watching that game. They have the lead in the fourth quarter. The crowd was going nuts. And by the way, if Boston Reeves and I don't know, I don't know who had that pass to Reeves, or if he hit yeah, the no. lob for the dunk, I mean, the place <laughs> would have exploded. So you're watching that, that game, maybe. Right? I think that was Russ. Yeah. So you're watching that game, and they have the lead in the fourth quarter. And are you thinking still that they're like the worst team? Yes, in the because that's exactly how I expected it to go down. This is literally what I said yesterday. They, they they'll keep it close because the Clippers are going to take a while to get going by the way the clippers it's just it's gonna take a while what about the lakers like the lakers it's just the talent is so obviously lacking they have no talent you know the biggest difference the biggest difference and i know it's a small sample size i know it's just two games these guys are trying on the defensive side i promise you a year ago a year ago when the clippers were up by 16 points in the first half it would have been a 25 point game and that game would have been done they tied it and they had the lead in the fourth quarter and even you go to that warriors game they came back in the fourth Mm. but you're going up against steph and clay and and pool and Draymond. i mean it's it's Again, the top two teams in the league. And again, I'm not saying that this is a championship contending team. They will be in the play-in game. They will be, again, it's such a freaking low bar. Can we like, make by the a way, friendly Pat, wager on that? Oh, 100%. And by the way, 
you could ask Jihei. I win these bets. I don't normally <laughs> place wagers. And by the way, Pat Bev coming to the court, it's so weird, right? You got a team with like LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, and the guy that comes to center court to address the crowd before the first home game of the season is Pat Bev. He said, we're going to make the playoffs this year. And I'm like, okay. But, but it's like, this is the Los Angeles Lakers, and we've talked about how crazy their fan base is, 17 championships. When you talk about low bar for a, a and he's not a captain, but Jesus, I mean, he pretends like he is, to say, we're going to make the playoffs. Playoffs this year. What a ridiculously low bar. This team, by, by the way, let's not forget, two years ago won the championship. Two years ago. Yeah, and, and you look at what Rob Polinka has done. We've, we've mentioned it so many times. Taking an absolute sledgehammer to the roster. Yep. Zubots would be there again. We were going to say By the way, that, that was the Rob and Magic yeah. and Magic trying to defend it was cringeworthy. So who, I mean, was, yeah. who was the decision maker during that time That's period? That's a good question. I, I, I think at that point it was big. Be, be, I think Rob probably had the final say, which and it's hard to say, but at that point, Magic was basically told, you can't make the moves that you want to make. It's time now, and I never thought I would say this, but it is getting close to the point. You, you guys are going to disagree. I already know. It's... The Anthony Davis trade needs to be revisited a little bit. Oh, no. One no, that title, I agree with. I'll one agree with title on that. for 10 years, potentially, of incompetence afterwards. And you're treating him with kid... And you always have years. to treat him with kid gloves when he drops on the onto the floor? It, it, listen, we've just seen him be out for months. And again, we're, we're hoping he's okay. What do you have a back contusion last well, night? Yeah. I feel bad. This but I mean, it's like, you it's just, you're just cringing every time he, he makes a move and he falls to the ground. Um, the problem with wanting to make a trade at this point, like you, what kind of value are you going to get? Cause you got potentially two years ago, two years ago. And I keep saying that because it, that's what it was two years ago that they win the championship. Davis is a top five player. So at this point, if you trade him, what the heck, are you going to get back? I mean, listen, you you are going to get a good haul back, but not to the value of a guy who could still be one of the top 10 players in the league. Yeah, I just want to revisit the trade because sure. it's just, it's so staggering. Mo Wagner was in it, who people forget about. He's a rotational player in the NBA. He would play for the Lakers, actually would probably be their starting center. Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, DeAndre Hunter. It was the fourth pick that turned into DeAndre Hunter. Brandon Ingram, a 2022 first round pick that turned into Dyson Daniels, who I think is going to be a great NBA player. 20 2023 first round pick 2024 first round pick for one guy yeah one guy. and at the end of the day you won a championship and clipper fans would make that trade 100 times over if you could win a championship you make that trade i forgot what tampa bay traded for john gruden but you could at the end of the day at the low point of those moments when jo john gruden gets fired go like ah was it worth it i 100 percent will tell you that a team that missed the playoffs I don't know, six, seven, eight straight years went from being that team, didn't even make the playoffs, to winning a championship. And again, you could talk about it being in Florida and in the bubble. They played over 60 games that season. And the weekend prior to the league being shut down, they beat Milwaukee. They beat the Clippers. They were the best team in the league. Yes, I would make that trade 100 times over because you go from, again, being a non-playoff to a team that does not make the playoffs to you won the, the championship in the very next year. If they were healthy or if they had time off, and, and I talked to people and they said, like any team that made it to the conference finals, 
is not going to go past the first round. It's just, it's just they, they, they physically can't do that. I can't even believe they're going to start the season like this. So, yes, I would make I mean, that trade. But I, 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 I will say this one thing, though. What have you done for me lately? That's fine. No, listen. If at the end of the day, the only thing that they get is a world championship, I would make that trade 100 because I, I can promise you this, that Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Mo Wagner, whatever the heck else you, you said, that team's not winning a championship. Maybe maybe that team is the uh, six seed. Maybe that team is the five well, seed. Well, now the four they would seed. definitely probably win a championship. You, you, and you don't wait. Hold that, on. You don't think team that, of, of Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, whatever that they're not winning a championship with LeBron think, right now. Yeah, exactly. Like with like let's just they're say like, like that whole entire roster and then true. with no. Really? I, I mean, I think hindsight's twenty twenty. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, so I, I saw that group of guys play together. I've seen them with the Pelicans. Um, they're not winning. Speaking a of a team that could win a championship this year, Pelicans yeah. sleeper. Well, but I don't think they're going to win a championship. I mean, listen, make the I've playoffs. been fans of those kind of teams. They're fun teams to watch. I covered the Clippers. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, top five team in the league. Top five team in the league. There's a difference. There's a massive difference between, between being the fifth best team in the league, which is a heck of a compliment. If you're the fifth best team in the league, there's a difference between being that and the Miami Heat. I mean, Heat. I think the big, the big thing here, At that point which is why media members are going nuts, calling them a disaster, is because... You know, the Lakers don't play for participation trophies, right? They play yeah. for the finals. And this is not a championship team, even if they do trade Westbrook, right? At the end of the day, what Arash and I are trying to say is last year, the whole thing, Rob Palenka surrounded LeBron around shooters, right? Ellington, Carmelo, they had no defense. Now it's the opposite. Now they have defense and no shooters. So it's like the Laker, Lakers Twitter will never be happy. Yes, we need a shooter. Everyone knows that. But I would just give this team... 15 games and if they're 0 and 15 or 2 and 13 then 3 and 12 you know then you like say okay let's trade westbrook but let's be real patrick beverly's a 37 percent shooter from three usually i mean he's not hitting the shots kendrick nunn 38 percent from three not hitting shots they're getting the shots that they want they're just not making them and reeves really needed a leap as a three-point shooter and he's not he hasn't done that so oh, how the mighty have fallen man what are the pelicans going to do this year what are they projected to the do pelicans? How good? they yeah. could win the whole thing yeah, they, could they, win the they whole for thing. sure will not i will promise you that we can make a side bet on that so you think well, they will win the easy whole thing no, no, easy no. to make that they're not even... only one team wins <laughs> no well yeah so they like could. i'm making multiple bets with you guys and i'm happy <laughs> to collect the lakers will be a better team than they were a year ago i'll make that bet the pelicans well, will not win the, there. the pelicans will not make the conference finals How they about could that? they definitely could they and could they will not I, I will make that bet i'll make multiple bets i've seen this all play out guys i've seen i don't it. know the Wait, pelicans you're not are taking like, into account the pelicans I think. are 12 deep yeah, they're like pretty way, good. Brandon, you know, when you get to the playoffs, it doesn't matter 12 deep. 12 I know, guys are not going to play the postseason. Now. That's fine. Herb but 12 Jones, guys, like, if a championship team, look at the stats of championship teams. I don't know. I don't Generally, even think Golden State should have won guys. last year. If, they, every, if they everyone did. was healthy, they would have lost in the second round of Memphis. But this they is didn't. Why, this is why youth is wasted on the young. They this did. is why youth is wasted on the young. Because there's... there. And granted, you guys can probably go back and look at film. And if you do, God bless anybody that goes back and looks at film and sees all these different you know teams and how they win titles and stuff like that. But like again, this is why youth is wasted on the young. I'm just going to drop it there. 
the thing is with the Pelicans, Zion is is revolutionary. Yeah, like he it's might the most be efficient player ever, dude. Top five player in the league. So I I don't think it's ridiculous to say that they can make the conference finals or even the NBA. No, finals. they could. I'm I I'm telling you that they won't. Obviously, they probably won't because they would have to beat the Clippers or the Warriors, and I just don't see them doing that. But I think they could. But I agree with Arash. It's an easy bet because yeah. it's likely in the Western Conference it's going to be Clippers or Warriors, right? Well, and also unfortunately with Zion, don't you have kind of a similar issue that you have with AD? Yes. yes, You know, so like as much as I love Zion and I totally agree with you guys, he's a transitionary, like we're never going to see a guy like that ever again. You just, you you, got to be concerned about him staying healthy. Yeah. It is so hard to win a championship. So, and again, maybe I'm in the minority here. I would take a championship over being the fifth best team in the league. But I just it didn't feel like a championship. I know it was. It but was because like, they. I I just remember that weekend saying that they're for sure gonna win it. I could. I, that that was the weekend I, I circled on the calendar. March seventh, yeah. March eighth. Home against Milwaukee, home against the Clippers. They beat both of those teams. I was like, they're going to win. Yeah. Best team in the league. They and were. They were. And so they won. And it's a deserving we've, ring. We've had a 50-game season. We've had a 60-game season. And so look, I get deserve, what you're saying, though. It just doesn't feel like it feels like we should have gotten it. more, right? I get it. Like, no, and listen, I mean, I don't fans, mean to be greedy, but it feels like the Lakers should have won two championships at this point. Well, because here's the thing. If, if the pandemic doesn't happen and they play out that season, I believe they were the best team. They still win, yeah. They still win. And what happens is if they had the summer a normal summer that they could have won again people forget that season they had i think they were only behind the jazz and by the way like well into march the second best record in the league not to a team like milwaukee to the jazz and no one was afraid of the jazz then lebron gets hurt then anthony davis well, gets hurt they had but eight weeks off it That's was it. it was normal injuries that were that people knew what would happen because you look back at that season, no team that made the conference finals won a single postseason game. Or sorry, won a single postseason game past the first round. The Celtics were out, the Lakers were out, the yep. Heat were out. It was just if you were in Florida for a hundred days, ninety plus days, you You're were just shot though. that next season. Yeah, that was a big Blust they just you know, they had no chance. That was just a blunder by Adam Silver. Yeah. So last night I went through Rob Polinka's transactional history as GM, and my goodness, it is a lot worse than I remembered it. <laughs> so for example, uh, November 18th, 2020, the Lakers select Jaden McDaniels with the first round pick, 28th pick in the draft. Then they traded Danny Green oh. and Jaden McDaniels to the Thunder for Dennis Schroeder. Oh. Like, that is is such a catastrophic again Jaden McDaniels third best player would easily be the third best player on the list. oh yeah why did they just give him up why did they give Zubac Schroeder would Zubac be like up. the guy like, Zubac what, what was the contract that they offered Schroeder I mean it, well I mean, he claims if, it didn't happen Schroeder but yeah had just accepted that they don't make that Russell Westbrook trade and how great would that have been if they didn't make that stupid Russell Westbrook trade yeah. Yeah. well it's gonna be fixed just give him time yeah. he's gone by the deadline and then I, this guy is a, is a lesser version of McDaniels, but August 6, 2021, the infamous Russell Westbrook trade. Yeah. The Lakers, by the way, just threw on their first round pick, which that was Isaiah no Jackson, who yeah. went to Indiana. Isaiah Jackson's not a known name now, but again, I think he would be the Lakers starting center. <laughs> so it's like you just add starting on. Starting center is like the, the, the problem with bar, Polinka, bro. You said you would do the trade 100 times out of 100, 100 times. Sure. Okay, yeah. great. But I have an issue with his negotiation skills. It's the I worst agree. that I've I ever seen. And it's like well documented around the league. He will generally give up more than well, he Well, I'm should. glad That's he's putting his foot out. down right now. 
Yeah. No, I mean, listen. Being I, patient. The the only problem that, that I have with that is if you can make a trade that makes this team a, I don't want to say contending team, but a playoff team, I, I think the longer you wait, the more toxic the situation becomes. And so if there's a trade out there to be had, but I don't know if there is. Like, like if they do that heel Turner trade, it's not like this team is a, a championship team or a contending team. Yeah, the bench would still be really, team. really weak. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just so much room for improvement here, but they're but they're playing defense, and I don't know how long that's going to last. That matters when you're when if they were not playing the Clippers or Warriors to begin the season, they would be either one and one or two and zero. Oh, but they played the top two teams in my view in the league, so. They're zero for two. Are you still eight seed? You're saying eight, nine seed somewhere yeah, around there? They'll, they'll be in that play. In, oh, they uh, almost beat game. the best team in the league last night. I'm, I'm out. And they had great defense. 11 through 14 seed for me. Uh, I'll give you that 11 seed. Crazy. For sure. Seed. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that 11 uh, yo, seed. Let's bet some money. They're a seed. <laughs> exactly. Worst. All right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend, Michael Duarte. When we come back here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090. Um, ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now and uh, join our good friend Michael Duarte. Michael, how are you? Rosh, I am good. I am currently recovering from the 27th sports equinox in history where all six professional sports were playing at the exact same time on Thursday. What about you? Yes, it was a very exciting uh, day. We were in touch to see if we would cross paths. You chose to go to uh, the game, the uh, Western Conference semifinal game between um, LAFC and the Galaxy. I was at the Lakers-Clippers game. Uh, We talked about that game in the first segment. We'll talk about that some more here. But let's start first with El Trafico, my friend. How was that? What was the atmosphere like? Yeah, Rush, ironically, I actually sat in your seat El Trafico uh, in the press box because uh, it was located just a little bit to the right of mine and I was uh, had like a obstructed view of the left side of the pitch so uh, I was like Arash will not be here I will move three seats to my right and have a full view of the pitch so thank you for that no problem uh, <laughs> the environment was absolutely amazing as I expected um, for for people listening to this podcast who have never Los Angeles soccer. Uh, I highly encourage you to come out and see it. It is exciting here in Los Angeles, whether you go see an LA Galaxy game or an LAFC game, but there is nothing like seeing a game at the bank. And when you have 20,000 screaming uh, LAFC fans wearing black and gold, including the 3252, who stands the entire time, who sings songs the entire time, who go absolutely nuts 
when LAFC scores a goal, it's an amazing atmosphere to be in. And when you combine that with what I saw last night with these like sprinkled patches throughout the bank uh, of white and blue, the familiar white and blue of the LA Galaxy crest, uh, including their supporter section, which is actually a little bit closer uh, to where the press box is in the corner of the far, uh, I guess the far goal uh, area away like downtown LA in that regard. Uh, it's catty corner to us. And, um, yeah, they were loud and banging on drums to, to make a good atmosphere for their players, too, all night. I probably heard Galaxy fans louder than I heard LAFC fans solely because of the proximity to that supporters section that we were in in the press box. But uh, I predicted before the game it was going to be 3-2 LAFC. Never did I think it would go down that way, but I ended up getting lucky and, and nailing it. But when you have... Uh, five goals in a game like that, back and forth, uh, and then a winner in the 93rd minute in stoppage time. You can't ask for more. And after the game, LAFC's uh, head coach, Steve Trundle, said this was basically a showcase for the MLS to see two of MLS's best teams on live TV, on national TV, on a, on a more national primetime stage. Uh, and to see them go back and forth in the game they have is just really, really good for fans and for the rivalry. Uh, it, it was fantastic to watch. I was tracking the game. Um, and then, okay, so you were not at Crypto.com Arena. Uh, I'm sure you were tracking that game, Michael. Your thoughts? Correct, Again, yeah. it was Lakers-Clippers. Fantastic first game of the season. The Lakers kept it close, had the lead. Late Clippers pulled out with the win. Your thoughts on that one? I mean, uh, Russell Westbrook shooting <laughs> 0 for 11 is as inevitable as Thanos in the Avengers. Uh, you know, <laughs> and I don't know, Arash, uh, if you were able to, and yes, I was tracking the entire game. I had it on my iPad the entire time. So uh, I was watching seemingly when they would go small, uh, they would go down double digits, including 16 points in the first half. And then they'd bring Lonnie Walker back in the game, yeah. who had a great game, by the way. Uh, and, and they wouldn't go with that three-guard starting lineup that they started with, and they would start to chip away at the lead, and they would come back and rally. And then obviously, you know, and the funny thing is, like, we were crediting the Warriors in game one for being a third-quarter team, but as I wrote about and talked about, this Lakers team looked almost identical to how they looked last year, I suppose just a little bit younger. They didn't have the, the old golden the golden boys, I call them, like the golden girls. Uh, you know, that they had last year. They've been a little bit younger, a little bit length, but they're still the same team. They can't shoot the three ball. They are horrific from beyond the arc through two games. I know the players themselves are saying those shots will fall, uh, but I tend to lean more on the side of they're giving you these shots and daring you to shoot them because they know you can't make them. Cough, cough, Russell Westbrook. Uh, he's still struggling uh, to shoot the ball, including from three. Uh, at least he only had one turnover last night, I guess is a silver lining and five steals. Uh, and, and then you have the fact that, that the team last year was absolutely atrocious in the third quarter. It was their Achilles heel. And so far through two games, they've been absolutely atrocious in the third quarter again. So you wonder if there's something to that. Uh, typically to me, that's a halftime adjustment thing. And the Lakers just slow to make adjustments when they come out of the locker room. Uh, so that's what I saw from it. But, but what I was asking from you is, did you happen to see Russell Westbrook's post-game interview? Because we are two games into the season, and he is, I don't know, sticking his nose up at the media already, giving one-word answers. When they asked him how he would grade his play yesterday, um, he said, solid. That's what he said was his exact word, solid, uh, for a guy who shot over 11. Uh, and just one basket may have helped his team win 
uh, that game. So uh, it's not looking good for the Lakers, uh, Rush. And to me, looking at this team, you need rebounding and you need three-point shooting. And those are two things exactly that Miles Turner and Buddy Hill from the Indiana Pacers would bring you, and they would bring you right away. And we know the Pacers are not going to be a good team. We know that was a trade that was discussed for Russell Westbrook and the two first-round picks that Rob Palenka refused to do. Uh, and, and as I tweeted out last night, it's looking like if you're the Indiana Pacers GM, Chad Buchanan, the price just went up if Rob Palenka were to call and re-engage those talks. Because I, and I saw your tweet as well, Arash. I don't see how... Russell Westbrook can remain on this team. I don't see, you know, Brandon and I have talked about this, how he is, like literally why he is, and he's probably going to be moved before the deadline now, but how he's still there uh, after what we've seen two games of the season just is beyond me. Michael, real quick, here's the problem. We've talked about this, and this is more of a media thing. You know, they got tier one, tier two. The problem is only Lonnie Walker and LeBron spoke at the press conference, which means which means say Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Pat Bev, the rest of the team is just for tier one media, which is just for the beat guys. So basically, I mean, at some point, the beat guys are just going to get tired of talking to Westbrook. And, but we don't get a chance to, to, to talk with them. And again, most people don't care about that, but... Bring him to the press conference room, allow the TV media and all the other media that's not a beat reporter to talk with this guy. Yeah, they they, they brought him out for Tier 1 after the first game, exactly. Westbrook and Anthony Davis. I think those three would probably always be uh, the ones they bring into the press conference room for Tier 1. I guess it's a good thing, maybe, that you mix it up by bringing in Lonnie Walker. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, I can tell you after two days, the local beat media is probably sick of tired of, of, of watching Russell Westbrook. Uh, and if it was on national TV, I think his responses, his what were answers, his kind of defiant attitude toward the media last night would have gotten more steam. Yeah. But I'll also tell you this, the body language from Anthony Davis slouched in his chair, uh, kind of resigned to the fact that, you know, this is the team. Uh, he said a few things, you know, he, he, he said, we played as good as defense as I thought we could, and he was talking about you know this cliche answer of when you're down double digits, it takes a lot of energy to climb back into the game. Uh, they had to do that twice in the game to overcome huge double de- uh, double double deficit leads. Excuse me, they had to do that twice to climb back into the game, uh, only to probably run out of gas when you need to finish it off. Uh, and he just kept saying, "I don't have an answer except for those sh- open shots we're getting." have to fall at some point, and they have the confidence they will. Uh, I, though, personally do not, because you don't have historically great shooters around LeBron James and AD. It seems like seems like those two guys are driven uh, and ready to play, uh, and you have some good wings. You have the ability to match up a little bit. Uh, I still think you need uh, to make that trade for, for, for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. I think it would solve the problems the Lakers have right now. I don't know if it makes them a championship contender. I get on paper what Rob Palenka is seeing uh, as far as trading Russell Westbrook for those guys. But at some point, his values are only going to keep getting worse and worse heading into the deadline if we're going to try to trade him at that point. Yeah, Michael. Um, again, you know, my thoughts on this before I ask this next question are like, I've always been adamant about getting Westbrook off the team before the season started. But now since it started in the Wenbinyama stuff, I really don't think this team is as bad as people think. I know they're shooting terribly. They don't have any shooters. They're a good defensive team so far, although that remains to be seen. Could have been just an off day for the Clippers. 
They will not have to give up two unprotected picks at the deadline for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. They won't. And I just think, like, if they're not winning a championship either way, keep Westbrook until, you know, you don't have to give up the Lakers' future for those two. But that's just my opinion. I wanted to ask you about how the the ripple effect of Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. What does this mean for the Rams? What does this mean for the 49ers? And what does this mean for the NFL? Yeah, I would have to say I was so excited, Brandon, uh, of that news. I was actually down in the right outside the LA Galaxy locker room waiting for Chicharito to come out and speak to the media uh, when the news broke that the, that the 49ers had traded for Christian McCaffrey. And I was absolutely uh, ecstatic. I was trying to jump up and down and show anybody who would listen, like, oh my gosh, you know, not only do we have as the 49ers faithful, uh, Christian McCaffrey for this season, but three more seasons after this. This is a guy that, you know, when healthy is a perennial MVP favorite and candidate uh, uh, in the NFL. This is a guy that just torched the Rams uh, last week in the Rams' victory over the Panthers. He was really the only bright spot for the Panthers offensively. And now uh, they're going to see him again in back to, not back-to-back weeks, but you understand what I mean, uh, back-to-back games because they have this bye week in between. So, uh, to me, this catapults the 49ers to instant favorites in the NFC West, uh, in my opinion. Uh, we saw just on Thursday night football what adding DeAndre Hopkins, what adding Nuke does to the Arizona Cardinals and just how much better it makes them. I think they're now back in this NFC West fight. Uh, the Rams are a good team if they can get an offensive line. Uh, they're going to lose Joe Nopum for the season. They've lost uh, another offensive lineman in the preseason for the season. They have three first-string starters out right now that they're trying to nurse and get back. They're bringing in guys off other teams' practice squads. So it's going to be interesting to me how they fix that offensive line. But if they are able to figure out something, uh, you know, maybe even by trading Cam Akers, they get some help on that line. Now that McCaffrey's off the table, uh, that is something that uh, maybe could, could jump the Rams back into the conversation. But if you ask me, Brandon, the, the Niners become instant uh-huh. NFC West favorites with this deal. And what's What's great about this deal if you're San Francisco, obviously this is a position of need with all the injuries at the running back position, but uh, it gives Jimmy G an escape route out of the backfield. No longer are you just looking you know, at Debo Samuel uh, or, 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 or you know, George Kittle. You now have this safety valve uh, in Christian McCaffrey always out of the backfield uh, as a passing option. And two, you took him away from likely the AFC representative in the Super Bowl in the Buffalo Bills, another team that needed a running book, a running back, and you kept him out of your own division. You kept him away from the Rams. So this is a huge move for the Niners. And as I just said, Brandon, what do you think? This to me makes them the NFC West favorites now. Yeah, and just going off of that, where does this rank them in their quest for a Super Bowl? I know a lot of people on the team think they should have had two rings at least in this past four or five year span. You know, obviously the dropped interception against the Rams and they would have for sure beaten the Bengals in my opinion. I don't think that would have been even a good game. Um, they just matched up really well against the Bengals. And then 2019 when they had the lead and, you know, all Jimmy needs to do is make that one pass and it's over. But I mean, how the tides have turned, they really are hungry for that Super Bowl win. John Lynch really did the less need F them picks. This worked for the Rams last year in a weekend nfc where do you see this team right now i mean obviously they need to get healthier with trent williams who's probably playing against the chiefs this weekend and their defense which was all hurt and probably the reason not probably is the reason they lost to the falcons 
But what do they need to do to gain consistency, win the division, and get to the Super Bowl and possibly win it? Well, you just nailed uh, the first part of that, which is first and foremost, win the division. You know, the way they switched up the uh, expanded postseason, the NFL, only one team now gets a bye. And right now uh, that's looking like in the NFC, it could be, you know, the Eagles or the, or the Minnesota Vikings. I would say the Giants are in there, but I really don't believe they're 100% legit just yet. I think they're just really good when Saquon Barkley is healthy. Uh, but right now, San Francisco... Uh, is tied in the division. They know that that game coming up, not this coming Sunday in a couple, uh, in two days, but the following Sunday at SoFi Stadium against the Rams coming off a bye, that could potentially be the division right there. Whoever wins that game is going to be leading the NFC West. Now that you have Christian McCaffrey, hopefully you will have Trent Williams back healthy for that game. Hopefully some of the guys on the get healthy as well. Uh, that's going to be huge for the, for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and the Rams, whoever wins that game is going to, like I said, is going to lead the NFC West. Uh, however, the to me, the winner of the Super Bowl, when you're talking Super Bowl, the winner of the Super Bowl is going to come out of the AFC, in my opinion. I think it's either going to be Buffalo uh, or Kansas City. And do I think San Francisco is in those leagues? Uh, I don't offensively. Uh, even with the Christian McCaffrey move, I don't offensively, but they took a big step. Defensively, I think they can compete with those teams. So really, it's just a matter of health. Uh, but always, as I say, the path to get to the Super Bowl is is sometimes luck, sometimes luck of the draw, sometimes luck of seedings. Uh, for the Rams last season to go on and win the Super Bowl, I happen to think they got extremely lucky that the Niners helped them out by beating Green Bay in Green Bay. I don't think the Rams go to Lambeau Field you know, in a snowstorm or in the cold and beat Green Bay the way the Niners did. I think the Niners had the defense to do what they did to Aaron Rodgers, and it helped them that they then got to play the Niners at home uh, and, and try to end the streak that Shanahan had against McVay. So I think the path for the, for the 49ers was helpful. And the luck, I don't think if the Chiefs got to the Super Bowl, uh, or the Bills for that matter, like we thought was probably going to happen last year, uh, I don't think the Rams necessarily beat those teams, but they happen to get the Bengals. Uh, and that was a good mashup for them because the Bengals have a tr- terrible offensive line. So really, as far as that, I think they have the team and the talent if they stay healthy to get there. Uh, and sometimes that's all that matters. It, it just depends on how it all lines up for you and how the pins fall uh, on your way to the Super Bowl. But to me, I'm still going to stick with my pick that it's going to be coming out of the AFC this year in either Buffalo or Kansas City. But um, the the, the storyline, the narrative, to, to finally answer your question, Brandon, is they won't be able to win it with Jimmy G at quarterback. That's why they went to Trey Lance. That's why they were going to get ready to move Jimmy G. And now Jimmy G is still there. So they're doing the best they can to try to build around him to give them the best shot they have. But we'll see if that narrative holds up. Michael, I want to go back to the Lakers really quickly. I am a lot more pessimistic than the gentleman in the room with me. Um, I don't think that this team will make the play-in tournament. I I really think that it will be worse than last season. And I want to get your perspective on that. I want to say, I want to ask you, what is the worst case scenario for this ball club? Yeah, I'm I'm really glad you brought this back up and brought it back around because Brandon's question about the Niners started with his response to Russell Westbrook uh, and and the Lakers. And I did want to come back to what he said. And it's what you're saying, right? Uh, yes, I agree. Potentially it might not cost you two first round picks if you wait to the deadline, because now you don't have to pay as much of Russell Westbrook's contract. If you're an opposing team, you don't have to carry that load, uh, on a losing team for a full season and pay most of that salary. You only have to do it for a half season. 
So I, I see where he's talking about. To me now, you might have to throw in a very good young player, though, to make that deal happen if you don't throw in a second-round pick. To me, his value is only going to get worse uh, as the season moves along. But here's the point that I think Brandon might be missing and, th- and that you're talking about, Armani. How long can you withstand losing if you're the Lakers? Uh, all I heard yesterday, and again, we are it's a small sample size. We are two games into the season, and the Lakers have played arguably the two front runners in the Western Conference, the two teams that could win a championship. Uh, and Brandon did a NBA Power Rankings article uh, for the Sporting Tribune recently in which he picked the Clippers as the number one team, the team that he thought would win the championship this year. It's a very sexy pick right now for a lot of people. But the point is, to me, I would have the Warriors won because I'm the kind of old school guy that says uh, you don't get to be top in the power until you've beaten the champs. And so, But the Lakers have played the top two teams, arguably, in the West. Uh, and the Clippers, they played close. And the Warriors, they played close for a half. Um, but moreover, Monty, you need to see more, but what I heard from those first two games, obviously tough opponents is, oh, we're, we're getting better. Uh, we're heading in the right direction. Um, we're learning to play together and, uh, we're not giving up. We have the effort and energy to come back in games. Well, that's true. And yes, you have a new team and you need to figure each other out and you need to gel, but you still have this albatross in Russell Westbrook who just doesn't fit with the stars around him. He just doesn't fit his style of play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He might fit off the bench, but he doesn't want to come off the bench. He even said he gets injured if he comes off the bench, uh, looking at his hamstring injury he had in Sacramento when they tried to use the experiment to come off the bench. He's just not the kind of guy, his attitude-wise, who wants to come off the bench, who's unselfish like that. Russell Westbrook's not an unselfish player. He's a bad team. And what I'm afraid of is, all the good habits you might be trying to build and the culture you're trying to change with the Lakers, it's not going to get better if you have this player who's this albatross and you start to lose. When you start to lose, it starts to snowball. Uh, guys start giving the same effort on defense that they once gave, uh, and it can unravel and get very bad very quickly. I believe that's what we saw with the Lakers last season, and all it took was a big, devastating yeah. four- to six-month injury to Anthony Davis. If that were to happen Michael, for either of them. you're the best. Again, I love you. We got to go. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.